Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Danny Kelly joined us. We went through all 20 Premier League sides... A uh, bit of an, an end-of-term review and what they can expect to do over the summer. We very much enjoyed that. Dean Windass joined us. His lad, Josh, emulated yeah. what he did in 2008 and scored the winning goal. Which was the playoff. best one, was the big chat, Paul. That was the big chat. Diving header or volley from the edge of the box. Um, we had a chat about various things. A few childhood memories came up in light of a wonderful story to kick it off from uh, Danny <laughs> Kelly. Uh, and, and we will hear some of the best of the emails and texts you sent in. So that should keep you going. Here it all is. Good afternoon, Charlie. Afternoon, Paul. Uh, what a weekend! What a weekend of sport. Oh yeah, you are, Paul. What, what, you're feeding back for some why, why reason. Am I, I wonder why I'm know. feeding back. Very I don't know why that is. Someone's got. Uh, there's a Bit headphone. Too, too much some... gain, love. <laughs> Apparently there's a headphone too loud somewhere that no one's got on. Okay, fair enough. Let's get the game down. Uh, Um, Yes, uh, what a weekend. Loads of greats. The IPL, Paul, did you see the end of that? I did see the end of the IPL, yeah. I only only turned on for the last over. Oh, so I I I was out and about. I turned over and thought, are they still trying to play, even though it's like one in the morning? And they were. They were. (laughs) finished at 25 to two in the morning. It was rain effective. Called off from yeah. the Sunday. They played it yesterday. and uh, Ten to win from the last two balls. Yeah. And they got the job done, didn't Absolutely they? Chennai amazing. Super Kings. There You'll pick are. me up 200 next time you come through Heathrow, <laughs> will you? But no They're what? my team now because they wear yellow, that's oh, it. Okay. Not because they keep winning. Yeah. It's just nice to see a team in yellow win. Like Borussia Dortmund, losing. Paul yeah. Absolutely that, threw it away. Is that what you're like? If you see a team, because your team talkie yeah. wear yellow... You support teams that wear yellow. You like them if to I do know well. nothing about the league or yeah. nothing about the game or anything like that. I will support just the, the team in just yellow. The team. I've always thought I'd like an IPL team, and I've got one now. That's yeah, well, you're a bit of a glory hunter, aren't yeah, you? Champions <laughs> ball. Can't about, believe it. All this time I've been five times. <laughs> I've only watched two balls. Uh, but absolutely love them. You're Chennai all the way, yeah, are you? all day long till I die. Fantastic. Chennai till I die. That's what yeah, I sing. Brilliant. Um, and then Dortmund blew it. Absolutely they messed did. it up. Yeah, well, that was incredible, wasn't it? Amazing. And Sheffield Wednesday, it was all last minutes, wasn't it? All last but last kicks of the game, every, all sorts. They were saying that to us last week. If anybody could mess that up, it would be Dortmund. Oh, really? They're they, that yeah. sort of team. That, that's what they're Spurs, you might say, yeah, Paul. Well you, well, you might do. You might do. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to have a chat to Danny in a moment. We're going to go through all 20 yes. teams in the Premier League and say, look at um, what they did, where they're at, where they go from here. Uh, because there's going to be big summers for a few of them that build on what they've done. In some cases, rebuilds. 
Um, so it's going to be fascinating. Very fascinating. And there's yeah. going to be five transfer stories that are going to drive us nuts. We're going to go, oh, no, not again. Transfer gossip. Oh, not again. So, until they get done. Yeah. When they get done, of course, we can all relax. We need something to get us through the summer, Paul. Yeah, no, of so, course you know, we do. So, but so I need your advice, Paul, on if I did the right yeah. thing or not. I need okay. to know if I did you play the right cricket thing. The I played cricket Sunday, first game of the season I've played. Um, this, this, we, yeah. were, we were away. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was bowling, I bowled five overs. Yeah. And uh, took two wickets, Paul, was very pleased. Pretty good. Uh, a couple of maidens, very pleased mm. with my bowling action on Sunday. But got quite into it. Yeah. And uh, one of my overs, uh, a bold bloke hit the ball back to me. I went to get it and it hit my hand and then it hit my hand and then it hit the other wicket. Oh, so it hit, okay, right. And then I, and then I went, how's that? <laughs> Right, so is it like you'd meant to palm like it on to the well, well, you know, it, it happened because the bloke was out of his ground. Was the bloke, the, the bloke at the other end was out of his ground. Yeah, umpire gave it, and then I sort of looked at the bloke who was out of his ground. I think he was about fourteen, Paul. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I think he was about fourteen. Fourteen. It's so, Sunday cricket. It's village cricket. It's not like you know. Yeah. It's not like top-level pro cricket. No. And I thought, I probably should What made you... That's a bit S-house to appeal, isn't it? What made you I palm one onto the stumps and then a well, sort of man-cadding? Well, you, you not man, it's not man-cadding. It's, it's not man-cadding. Absolutely not man-cadding. It's of that score, It's not it? what you... Because you've got an I can't option. believe we've come on air and you've taken the other side. <laughs> Off air, you were, no, you're absolutely right to do we've that. Got, there's an this option is, there, isn't there? If you've palmed well, it by accident onto the stumps, there's an option to say nothing. It's, that, it's absolutely fine. Did you just immediately shout yes, that on oh, yeah. the basis? Or did you think, had oh. you been getting out of his ground quite a lot? Paul, had he been, I get quite competitive. <laughs> I, know, I, I don't find that hard to believe. <laughs> I'm yeah. quite competitive. Yeah. And I get quite enthusiastic. There's a thing we do called the birthday spread. If <laughs> yes. you've ever heard that, you'll know Charlie does get quite competitive, yeah. So, do you, do you think you think I did the wrong... I mean, I saw, no. as he was walking off, I thought, yeah. I should probably call him back here. Should probably, then he's out. But you've got to learn, Paul, haven't you? You've had, well, if you're out, you're out. Yeah, you're That's out, cricket, you're out. isn't it? That's how you learn in cricket. If you're out, he was out. He was yeah. quite far out of his crease. He shouldn't mm. be walking up the pitch. Yeah. What do you think? Well, as you're comfortable with that. <laughs> no, I'm, no I, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. You're playing, you're, playing, you're playing sport with older people. You learn. Maybe you learn the hard you way. Learn, that, don't um, you? Yeah. He did open their bowling, so you right. know. So he was involved in the game. He you, played a did bit. Did you of get a bit of chin ball. music? Did you or not? <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Okay. No. He, he, we batted second. We bowled second. Well, if he's opening the um, bowling, he's 14. He's got to be half decent, I, isn't he? I thought yeah. so. Yeah. But I do feel a little bit bad about. You didn't give him a send off, did you? <laughs> Make it even worse. Well, bring your din- Next st- time, bring your dinner. Go and sit with your dad. Go and sit down, son. Um, no, I did feel a bit bad about but, it. I mean, I, I mentioned before, I played in a Bunbury game against the uh, England blind cricket team. We mm. played blind cricket, which was um, playing, you know, playing very much in their heartland. They yes. were. They were brilliant at it, you know. The, the basically, you know, the ball with a bell in it. We, you, when you release the ball to bowl it underarm, you tell them you're releasing the ball. Okay. And, but the timing was absolutely fantastic. That was the England blind cricket yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, lovely. And there was a 16 year old lad making his debut, and I, I was uh, just fielding pretty close to the stumps. Mm. He sort of top edged it, and just you know, when a yeah. ball's falling out of the sky into your hands, yeah. you've been in a while, have you? Um, I, I think it might have been the second ball oh, of his oh, England blind be cricket team. It's fallen out of the sky. And I just didn't. I just caught it. Yeah, I caught it. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing ball. But sometimes you play. You against can't. The, you can't help it. Can you? Can't you? Help you're in it. the game, yeah. and that's what it is. I, I like to think you're that's involved. what he wanted me to do. Well, Although by it. look on his face afterwards, <laughs> I wasn't altogether sure that was the case. <laughs> 
So anyway, so, uh, when did you bowl a child out? Yeah, we're doing yeah, that. Are we? No, 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 but yeah, playing playing sport against the kids and the the, di- the dilemma of it, the tough love or <clears throat> which or way not. did you go? I mean, which no, way did you yeah, go? Exactly. Tell us tell us your stories. Um, maybe you're on the receiving end. Talksport.com. Text eight ten eighty nine. Tweet to TSH and J. My youngest son playing cricket. He turned out in a Bunbury game one day, yeah. about 12. And uh, he played a bit of cricket at school. And uh, he hit a couple of shots. And uh, Tuffers was bowling at oh, him. Oh, nice. Yeah, so Tuffers was giving him little sort of... Because he's only 12. Yeah. And he got dolly ones. And yeah. my lad's hitting the ball and feeling quite pleased with himself. Yeah. And he, I think he got older one. And, and Cat thought, oh, he can play a bit. He obviously plays a bit of cricket. Yeah. So, uh, you know... Next I'll, one, man. I put a bit on it. And he he got he, he was he got out. Middle I think stump. he was caught, I think he was caught by Nick Hancock, <laughs> bold tough not caught Hancock. And his old bottom lip was going when he came back. Oh, yeah, well it I is. I said it's a hard game. Well, it's Phil Tufnell. <laughs> Don't beat yourself up. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. It's times he's got half the Australian not fat team Barry from yeah. the pub. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, don't beat yourself up about it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. And of course, the Premier League came to an end at the weekend throughout the season. We've chatted to Danny Kelly of a Monday. Yeah, of course. As Tim Vickery would like me to say, the style of his old milkman. Um, so it's only right we should do a review of the season. Yes, now. why not? Lovely. In Danny's company. Good afternoon, Danny. Hello, gents. How are you? Yeah, good. As you, always, Danny. loads to squeeze in. We're going to get all 20 teams in. Some will get Paul, maybe a- Paul, but of course, I'm not going to help this by, by saying <laughs> I'm just enjoying the fact that I've now written the, the, the titles for your two uh, memoirs. Um, I've mancanded a teenager <laughs> yeah. in Charlie's. And, and, and yours is called That's Nothing, I've Beaten the Blind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I have to say, I'm even more of a disgrace. When we were kids, um, obviously, big Irish family dotted all over North London mm. and one day we were playing football in the back garden and my auntie came around with my then 18 18 month old cousin Martin he just started to walk properly yes. we're playing football in the back garden we broke his leg oh <laughs> we broke his leg <laughs> now to be fair to be fair well, that was ball- a hell of a tackle Danny you put in no to be fair the, bo- reducer. Out that the ball hit him so hard in one oh, of the fantastic oh. moves um, in, our, in the garden in Ivory um, oh, <laughs> we no. broke the lad's leg oh, now no. I was going to say I was going to say I hope he's not listening he's long since forgiven us but I think he's stone deaf these days Martin he, can't, he won't be listening so that opens up another uh, subject maybe for the oh. listeners but that moment you had to go indoors <laughs> yeah. oh, and say God. mum <laughs> I've what's happened <laughs> mum I've <laughs> broken an 18 month year old we, baby, we, 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 we said he fell over yeah yeah he, he <laughs> fell over you well, were giving it b- no whole ball g- shape with your hands you know ball got yeah, the ball yeah that's it <laughs> yeah. Danny, yeah. Danny's yeah. definitely won that well we're not going to no yep. one's going to get anywhere near that anyway it's a dark story so we'll press on <laughs> um, uh, well, I, we, we, laugh, we laugh about it we've got a family <laughs> wedding coming up we'll sure laugh about do. it again I'm sure you will uh, City um, I think they're going to fall off a cliff. They're going to have a terrible summer. Oh, really? quite, they're going to lose quite a lot of players, <laughs> and I think they may look, they may look upon this as uh, as, a, as the high water mark. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no. Look, we we expect onwards and upwards. It's a summer in which not too many of them. I mean, there's been summers when they lost company, they lost Fernandinho, uh, but there's nothing really like that going on. Everything they have at the moment, they'll probably keep if they want to. And and they will add to it, you know. You, I mean, do you slightly fear? I mean, Andy was talking about this last time we were on, Danny. This kind of Bayern-like domination. I don't fear it because it's here already. <laughs> um, let's be honest; it, that is what we have in English football now. If you look at the League Cup, um, they could win the FA Cup this year again. They have 
won the title. Now, at least Liverpool and Arsenal have kept them honest in the last two years. In Liverpool's case, with a superhuman effort that cost them this season, really. Um, uh, look, they are the best Premier, Premier League team that I can remember. I, um, with all due respect to Arsenal's Invincibles, um, Manchester United's team of the late 90s, even I'm going right back as far as Liverpool in 1988, before the Premier League, great team. Mm. But they weren't, this, this, is the, this is the best team mm. and they can augment it whenever and however they want, you know. Um, and so I don't, I don't fear it, Paul, because I believe it's already here. If they're the best, why don't I enjoy watching them, Danny? Um, you are part of a national numbness because we know some of it, how it was achieved. Um, you know, 115 charges still hanging over them, all that sort of thing. Um, and of course, the, 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 this will it, it drive City's fans mad. They don't really care, but but you know, we, we we've just become absolutely inured to it. The fact mm. that there's nothing we can do about it. They are going to be mm. the best team, despite the charges hanging over their head, which they mm. obviously deny and are hoping to prove it aren't true. I do enjoy watching them. I, I mean, I just, I enjoy, oh. the, they play wonderful football when they're at it and I do it sure. purely on that level. I enjoy watching them play. I mean, particularly, I think this season, because Haaland has given them a different dimension and that in turn has opened up um, Jack Grealish. Now, no other club in probably world football could wait for a year for a £100 million player to come good, but they have that luxury mm. and boy, he has been magnificent this year, old Grealish. And uh, I like the fact that he still wears what will appear to be Rivita for shin pads. That's very good. <laughs> um, and but he's also he's just such a brilliant footballer. And everything about him, I even like you know, stupid haircut and the fact that his kit is three times too small for him. He don't care. Look at the muscles on Jack. Yeah, yeah. he looks amazing. Yeah, still the team of beat next year, almost certainly. Arsenal, uh, one thing they need is maybe a bit more quality in one or two areas and certainly more depth. And that's something they're definitely going to be addressing uh, in the summer. This uh, Odegaard story, I, I mean, I'd be very surprised if he were to go off to PSG, that does seem a bit of a punt, but that would be a blow to him. But I would be surprised if that happens. He seems to be enjoying his football arsenal. He's got unfinished business, I'd say. Um, PSG have, have got to retool the whole of that team. They, you know, they've, they've, they've backed themselves into a corner, and I'm sure Andy Brassell has told you this many, many times on this very show, where the balance of their squad has guaranteed they will not win the Champions League rather than what they thought they were doing, which is guaranteed they would win the Champions mm. League. And they will be looking to buy some expensive footballers um, during the course of this summer. Why should Odegaard leave? They've had a brilliant season. Um, if they had spread out the points they lost more evenly, we'd be saying how brilliant they've been. Because they've lost them all at one end, at one end of the season, mm. people are looking at it more negatively. Here's, here's the hope for Arsenal fans. That team was very, very young. They've made a huge leap forward. You, they don't know their ceiling yet. If Saka, Martinelli, Saliba, etc., if they kick on again which is perfectly possible with young footballers, they've got nothing to fear next year. Yeah. I mean, if they get Rice as well, that would be that would be huge for them. I mean, it seems there's interest from overseas in him as well. But um, Well, there's, mm. there's interest from a team that doesn't know um, it's, it's posterior from its elbow mm. at the moment mm. by Munich. They're also in the kind of PSG-style chaos. Um, so it's one thing taking phone calls from a bloke you met at the PFA, um, another thing going to, going to play for Bayern Munich just now. Yeah, they were quite heavily reliant on on Saliba, weren't they? That's what it came to pass, and you sort of think with with maybe with a few more players, they yeah. perhaps could have taken it a bit well, a bit longer. To be fair to Arteta, he said that all along. They you know, they didn't have the depth, they didn't have the quality and depth, and that's you know you don't build that overnight, do you? 
What is the magical number then? Because I understand Chelsea <laughs> failed because they've got too many players. players Arsenal yes. are failing because they haven't got enough players. What's the? Is that you've yeah. got thirty? Is the magic number? Yeah, you? I think thirty. Definitely, we'll come on to Chelsea later. Um, yeah, Andy will be delighted after last week that Yao uh, Felix will not be staying. He was not a massive fan. No. Anyway, uh, we should go to the team who were third. That was uh, Manchester United. Um, yeah, hanging over their head at the moment is this takeover. And Eric Ten Hag, I'm sure, getting incredibly frustrated. He does not want it to keep dragging and wants to know how much he's got to spend and what he needs to spend it on. Obviously, a striker is is one area they're looking at. And, the, you know, Kane uh, will continue being a story over the next couple of months. But, um, again, the takeover is, until that's done, it's they're in a bit of a state of flux, really. Yeah, that, that, that's... And why would the Glazers hurry? They're getting offered more and more and more money as the weeks go by, as Jim Ratcliffe and... Mm. Uh, uh, and the and the, uh, the Sheikh Jassim, uh, that's right. Sheikh Jassim to give yes. him his full title. Yeah. yeah, as they leapfrog, they're playing kind of financial leapfrog mm. with each other. Mm. The Glazers can sit just sit there, um, watching their nail polish dry and waiting for more and more money to get shoveled through the letterbox. Um, that's the danger for Spurs: is that new owners come in time for the transfer window because they may want to make a capital B big statement, mm. and that would be the big one. They might they might just get it into their heads to offer. Not Spurs, because I'm part Spurs. Daniel Levy, <laughs> enough yeah. money um, mm. that he would just not be able to say no. That's my fear, Paul. I would, I, would, I would think if I was Harry Kane, I don't think I'd go to Manchester United. I think I'd be looking abroad if I was Harry Kane because he's so tied to Spurs. Mm. He's so got that legendary status that I think as Spurs fans, you two could both just accept it, say, if he turned up at Bayern Munich or turned up so, so, I mean, it depends how much... I mean, everybody always says to that, he wants that Premier League record, and how much yeah. he wants that Premier League record... As, but if he wants um, to go and win something, he's oh, not guaranteed that at Man United. Why, why doesn't he make his mind up? Does he want trophies? Mm. Does he want the Premier League what record? Make your mind up, What do you want, son? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> let's then move on to um, Newcastle. And it was interesting, Eddie yeah. Howe talking about wages and the kind of profile of players they can afford and FFP being an issue. He's kind of I'm trying to dampen down expectation. But the way they've gone about recruitment so far has been pretty key to where they've ended up and they are ahead of schedule. So it's going to be interesting to see who they bring in, the kind of profile of player and the sort of prices, the sort of money they're spending for next season to consolidate this top four. Um, they don't have a problem here, do they? They've got Champions League football They've got, I presume, a bottomless pit of money. Um, there's no reason why footballers wouldn't go there. Um, and they will, I would, I would imagine they will upscale at least four of that team. Um, and if they're good enough to finish fourth this year, it'll be more competitive next year. I expect um, Liverpool, Chelsea to be in much better shape yeah. uh, than, they, than they were. I can't speak for Spurs, Paul. I'll leave that to you. No. Um, <laughs> and, and so uh, Newcastle will be stronger, much stronger again next year. That's just obvious. And, and, and of course, Eddie's personality suits it perfect, doesn't he? I'm not going to go out and spend a whole lot of money. No, not in one go. I'll do it in four separate chunks in the, every every six days <laughs> in, in the next three weeks. You won't be surprised here that in this section we w should have already have done Liverpool, Brighton and Villa. So we're chasing our tails. But that was that would have been gone, at the expense gone, of an amazingly it would, dark story that Danny bought us at quarter past one. So um, My cousin well, Martin. Yeah, there are reasons him. for it. He, he doesn't limp now, does he, Danny? Don't tell oh, me no, that. No, no, he's, oh, he's a really very good handicapped golfer. Yeah, no, uh, oh. it may have done him some good. Out of adversity comes positive things. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Danny Kelly is with us. We're looking back over the Premier League weekend. Lots to squeeze in. But very quickly, Danny was telling us the story of his 18 month uh, uh, old cousin playing yes. the football in the garden and had to go and say, Mum, 
think the baby's broke the leg. Yeah. <laughs> there's, oh, there's, no think... name, there's no name on this, but I, I think it's in some ways worse, but let's see. Yeah. Uh, uh, my parents <laughs> were away and on their return from Roma. They returned to me being in hospital as my oldest sister managed to accidentally get a hammer stuck in my head. Ooh. <laughs> Imagine that, Mum. To this day, she still still denies it. And I'm well now, and it only took 18 stitches. Wow. That's that's terrible. A, that was a kind of deliberate act. You by the knew this was like going to happen, Paul. Yeah. As soon as you opened this barrel, this can well, of worms, you knew it was going to happen. Those things you had to go back in and say, Mum, 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 I've done this. Anyway, do let us know. Talksport.com, text eighteen eighty nine, tweet TSA. They don't have to be as dark as that. No, I think. Um, <laughs> so uh, Liverpool next, Danny, and uh, the kind of back end of the season where they put their little run together and squeeze their way into the Europa League. Such an odd season for I know. Liverpool. I mean, so weird. I'm sure most Liverpool fans say it was an absolute dog of a season. And they were delighted when it was over. All kinds of things. The, the sheer psychological effort of what they did last season when they nearly won four trophies, only to be stopped by a supernatural run by Manchester City, um, I think it had a big effect. I think the World Cup has affected clubs in different ways. But basically, L- Liverpool's midfield got dysfunctional altogether. Um, they lost players uh, and they've, uh, they've had injuries and some of them just haven't happened. They've been brought in players on loan who haven't played a single game. And that in turn revealed the fact that their back four has fundamental flaws mm. that the midfield doesn't operate. Um, Van Dijk, a brilliant player, is not quite the player he was before his injury. Um, uh, Trent Alexander cannot seem to get the, the, the idea of defending. Brilliant football, though he is as well, through his head. And so the whole back of the team starts to get dysfunctional. I don't think it's, I don't think it's terminal but, but at all for Liverpool. I think if they go out and buy two really top-class midfielders, they've got loads of firepower, haven't they, still? Mm. Um, I think it'll be, they'll be fine. And it was, you know, didn't qualify for the Champions League. That's going to happen in a league where you've got 11 mm. of the 10, 20, of the 20 richest clubs in the world. There are going to be seasons like that. Now, for a t- from a team that underachieved to a team that uh, you would argue overachieved uh, and had to deal with uh, a change of manager quite early on in the season, as Brighton and Hove Albion. Graham Potter went to Chelsea, De Zerbi came in, um, arguably played better football, hit the ground running, but that's all part of the job that the recruitment department did at Brighton to make sure you wouldn't see the join when he came in. Um, I suppose for them in the summer, Danny, it's, it's kind of replenishing uh, the squad because a couple of big players are off. I mean, he's more or less said it, isn't he, in Caicedo and McAllister. So they're two big players. They've managed to do it so far, um, but, you know, th- th- it's going to be hear, tough. I can hear in the little catch in your voice there <laughs> that um, you know, as well as I do, that uh, we've seen this model at Leipzig, um, at Southampton. Uh, yeah. You could probably name 20 clubs who do this thing. And the problem with it is that you only have to get the misstep two two transfer windows running and suddenly it all, it all, it all comes apart, the seams. No reason to believe that will happen with Brighton, but it is, it is one thing to say we will sell our best players and replace them with ones who are just as good or better. It's quite another to do it. Lovely football team, by the way. Mm. I mean, absolutely brilliant. I mean, they're doing this. I was watching a game of football on, 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 a, on a Sky Classic or something the other day, and there were some old geezers running around in black and white. And I, I leaned for 
that's Danny Welbeck. Yeah. And he's still playing. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they're, 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 he's leading the line. Till Evan Ferguson um, is leading the line for everyone. But that's Danny Welbeck playing in black and white. And he's and, that's, and they've still done it bright. Fantastic. And the nature of their... I mean, you know, they, they go off to Ecuador and they find players or they go off to Ireland and, and they find players. You know, they've, yeah. they're, you know they're, they're far and wide. And sort of David Weir and Paul Barber and Tony Bloom and all those guys done an amazing job. It's just whether they can keep it up. Uh, that's that's well, you've, got, you've got to keep hold of your best players, haven't you? Uh, mm. And which doesn't happen because people come in and offer you silly money, and, and then you've got to find new ones. And as, well, you, you know, as you say, that can run out. Casado could have down tools in January because he wanted to go to Arsenal, he, he could have got a gob on and stopped playing, but he didn't. And that's a mark of good management, really, isn't it? That they, yeah. they you know, they probably said to him, Look, you can go in the summer, give us everything for the next six months, and he did. Good management and good and, and credit to the players, sure, too, course, absolutely, you know. Yeah. Um, and we saw this with Luka Modric when Spurs would then go to Chelsea. He just he just pulled his pulled his shorts up even tight. Said, "Right here we go. I'm going to show you what kind of player I am." Next yeah. thing you're at Real Madrid. Um, it, it, I, I totally love what Brighton are doing, and it, but they are so devoted to the data um, that. Uh, they're 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 right out of the bleeding edge of, of how we do scouting in professional mm. football, and it'll be interesting to see if that becomes the norm, or whether eventually it will fail them. Yeah. So another team that changed uh, manager quite early on, um, a bit later than Brighton, were Aston Villa. Um, Unai Emery, this is his sixth season in a row that he'll be in Europe, and I think key to that because a lot of people say, "Oh, let's see how Villa get on when it's Thursday, Sunday." Well, what better manager? To manage yeah, that, someone yeah, who's absolutely used doing, to doing yeah, that. Yeah. Than Unai I don't know what the Spanish is for Thursday, but he's El Rey of whatever it is, <laughs> isn't he? King of the Thursday. But that's yeah, the thing, right. isn't yeah. it? Because he's used to managing. You know, it, it, it can be a bit of a shock to the system, but there's no one better at managing that simply because of his experience of doing it. Oh look! On Trans Europe Express, we have these mythical T-shirts that we don't really sell, but we're always pretending that we do. Which says, "Just because you failed in the Premier League doesn't make you a bad player, <laughs> and just because you failed at PSG doesn't make you a bad manager." It's a dysfunctional club. They sacked that fella in the tunnel. A guy came down at the end of one of the games from the boardroom and sacked him in the tunnel after the game. But Unai Emery is a fantastic football manager. I also, as I said before, I like the fact it looks like it might do a bit of part-time vampiring as well. Um, that's all good. Um, and Villa, I, I don't know how, you know how modern social media works. You have to make up enemies. I seem to have upset a certain group of Aston Villa fans by not, by the, according to them, not praising them enough. Right. Well, when they were rubbish at the start of the season, I said that. And since then, I've been licking them like an ice cream because they've done fantastic. <laughs> now, we'll move on to Tottenham. We won't dwell too long on them. You, you do the View from the Lane podcast. You're probably sick I'll of talking. In, in, as soon as we finished here, yeah. I'm, I'm coming in. For what, I don't even need a run-up, do I? No. Shooting fish in a barrel these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, but a, a, true, a truly preposterous season. Yeah. Um, they were going third when the referee made the penalty up at Southampton. Third, mm. sir. Yeah. Um, and since then, their form has been atrocious. Um, and, you know, I'm not one who automatically reaches for the Levy out buttons and the Enoch out buttons, but they have to take responsibility for the yeah. fact that decision after decision after decision above the pitch level has been a disaster. And the appointments have been a disaster too. And keep Mr. Lini on might have been the most mad thing oh, I've ever seen mad, in yeah. professional football. And the but the trouble is, you don't have any great confidence that, the, that this is a turning point. This is this is the moment when they start to get things right. You're still expecting this same KB scramble, you know, Daniel Levy wandering around 
pubs asking if anybody wants to manage the well, team. From, from the outside, that's what it looks like. And as not a Spurs yeah. fan, it looks like a it looks like a mess. I don't know what a good season for you is next year. I don't know what that looks like. Looking at the other teams who I think are going to do really, really well. You know, there's yeah. going to be a lot. It's going to be a very difficult season next year. You don't seem to have any shape. Thanks, going to lose a few players. Probably going to lose your talisman. And you you got no managers yet to come in. Yeah. And I don't know what. I worry oh, for oh, you next season. That's cheer me up. No, I, that's no, what I, I worry. Think, looking from the outside, <laughs> no, it, it no, looks no, a mess. That, that, it looks like, it looks like s- Leeds did this year. That will all be sorted out by our legendary director of O. No, we don't have one of those either. No. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, let's move, move on. Draw let's, a veil, Paul. Draw a veil. Let's draw a veil. <laughs> um, yes, Brentford. Uh, fantastic uh, performance by them, and uh, I mean it's, it's interesting to think. Well, what where where they go from here? Um, it looks like Thomas Frank will stay. That would be a massive blow to them. Where they to lose him? Obviously, they've lost Ivan Tony for eight months, but they've been proving they can cope with that, and they'll probably have to bring somebody else in in the interim. You would think well, they usually just buy Peterborough centre forward. Don't yeah. think that seems <laughs> yeah, to do the trick. Yeah. That'll do that. Do that again. <laughs> but no, yeah. again, a, a, a pretty impressive season. Um, well, very impressive season. It's just kind of again. You wonder what what's the next what's the next step for them? Because I just don't Brentford fans don't do what the Charlton fans did to Alan Kirbishley and start saying, "Yeah, well, I think we're better than ninth. next level." I don't think <laughs> I don't think they're like that. I don't think they're like. Yeah, we that. we we belong at a different level. It turns out it was level three in the famous <laughs> yeah. pyramid, didn't it? Yeah. No, I think they're very um, much enjoying their football down there. So absolutely, and, and, and I think there's a danger with the Brightons and Brentfords of this world that we underplay what they're doing. We know this is the most competitive, along with the championship, the most competitive football league in the world, um, despite what Manchester City do at the top of it. And we know that everybody has so much money and power that they can copy what you're doing. They can derail what you're mm. doing. For Brentford to come from where they've come, to sort themselves out in a new stadium, um, which is pr- the one of the most atmospheric in the Premier League, and to finish, you know, where they've done, and to set, you know, going into the last game of the season, still at the outside chance of Europe, that's a fantastic achievement for that football club. And that's not me saying bravely or Brentford. I'm saying well done, Brentford, and nothing else. No, on to Fulham then. And the thing that stands out for me as impressive management um, is it's not the fact, you know, Mitrovic went out there and scored the goals in the Premier League. The people said he maybe he couldn't, uh, and it wasn't the job that Marco Silva did with William, which was amazing as well. Yeah, amazing. It's good old Carlos Vinicius. We watch Carlos Vinicius, and he was like a sort of slightly, he's like a wardrobe, really. I mean, I just, I just thought he wouldn't oh. sign him in a million years, but he's, he's, he's got performances out of him, hasn't he? How and can he, you he, say that the way he took Marine apart, Paul? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> That's right. Put them to a bit like you did, that bowling at that yeah. man 14-year-old kid. I, will, I didn't man him. I will say, I will you say, did. I was at, I was at Ch- Fulham Chelsea <laughs> yeah. and uh, they were giving him some stick the whole game and then he scored and then he was suddenly the, the greatest yeah. player, you know. I mean, the, he looked nothing at Tottenham. Had. He looked like someone who could never play in the Premier League and he came up with little cameos when uh, Mitrovic wasn't playing and, uh, you know, Again, it's another very, very good coach getting the best out of his team. And again, the transformation is based around Palina, isn't it? Mm. Um, look at the, the, the simple stat that he just in tackles. And the, tackling is a, 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 a sort of disappearing art in, in professional football. He has nearly done m- m- nearly twice as many successful tackles as the next challenger in that chart. He has allowed a Fulham team that wants to express itself to do so by getting the ball back for them. He's been two players for them in the midfield, in all in all but name. You know, fantastic season. 
I suppose Palace then was all about about the arrival of Roy, wasn't it? Um, and uh, and the job that he did, which was, uh, I mean, pretty impressive. He, he, he was sort of saying the other day, I don't know what happens next, we'll see. I'm not going to make any promises. Will I be here? Won't I be here? I don't know. But he did seem, it's interesting, a, a, a manager that was seen as a bit rigid and defensive freed up all these creative players suddenly. Well, see, I, I, I think he's defensive because he's a pragmatist, but the pragmatist of him looked at that Palace squad and thought, hang on, all the power in this squad is at the front. Mm. Let's get these fellas on the pitch. And, you know, people like Alisse uh, just just reveled in it, being, yeah. uh, you know, we're going to try and get... And, and Wilfred Zaha um, was better in the second half of the season than he was in the first. Um, everything went over. It was great to see Roy back. And if, if I start the season, Charlie, I'd say to you, right, by the end of the season, Sam Allardyce, Sean Dyche, and Roy Hodgson will yeah. all be working in the Premier League. You'd have had yeah. me taken away. Roger Moore, Richard Burton, all the other wild, <laughs> yeah. like the wild geese. That isn't it? Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. I think yeah. it takes the, the Roy Hodgson things. I think sometimes it takes someone from the outside to to, to come in and yeah. look in at, at what you've actually got, doesn't it? I think that's what he's done there. And he and he plays one way. He's got a system, and it works. He knows how to win football matches. It's whether it's right to kick off the new season or whether you... you, you I know. would say no and just bring him in for the last 10 next season. <laughs> Work on the basis whoever you bring in is going to get He sacked. just gets the ten last 10 games of the season. That's his contract. Yeah. They, will, they, they will go. They'll go for a younger manager. I they think will, they probably they just will. will. They yeah. just will. Anyway, it's Chelsea next. But Andy's delighted he's not here. Although things looking up for them after the appointment of Maurizio Pochettino yesterday. Danny Kelly's with us. We're looking back over the Premier League season. We've still got a load of teams to squeeze in, which we will do before 2 o'clock. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Those stories we've had to go in and say, Mum, Sue in South London, age six, I had to tell my mum I'd knock the telly off its legs playing with the dog. When my dad came home, she was breaking the news and forgot the chip pan, which caught fire. Like mousetrap. That's fantastic, Sue. Brilliant. I, I, burnt the, I burnt the kitchen down once. We had to have a whole new kitchen. Really? I was 17 as well. I wasn't like a kid. What were you doing? But I was cooking pizzas, left them on, forgot about them. You... Opened it up, <clears throat> up it went. Really? The whole kitchen went out. I rang me dad. He was very nice about it, I will say. Was he? Very good parenting from my dad there. Okay. Yeah, well, do, you, do you learn from that? You're doing no, with your lad set tonight to the kitchen? Still, still make the same mistakes, Paul. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Danny Kelly is with us. Um, Danny <laughs> Kelly told us 
An horrendous tale at the top of this hour, which will be in the podcast. <laughs> but Paul, um, Paul, I've got, I, mean, I know we've got no time to it, off air I'll tell you, or yeah. you can get me to record a piece, I'll, mm. I'll send you a piece of That was only the second worst mum, <laughs> guess what we've done that in my entire career. <laughs> no. It was the worst one. Oh, oh dear. No, don't want to oh. know it. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, you said you were dot. looking Aston Villa like an ice cream. Kiss <laughs> and Tam- Chris and Tamworth offers up Aston Vanilla for ice cream football. any ice cream If we don't want it, we don't want it. Get out. Chris in Tamworth. Uh, Chelsea then. Andy's not here to um, to stand their corner and, and uh, set up a, a defence of the club this season, which of course he wouldn't do. Yeah, I mean... A circus, uh, wasn't it? A circus with, complete with clowns, an, I would suggest. An absolute mess. Um, but uh, they've now got a very good manager in. They've got yep. a, a good squad once they uh, trim it and uh, they have a good pre-season. I expect them to but bounce Paul, back. Yeah, but I'm also slightly hopeful that they can continue under the big top for a little while longer. Mm. Um, everyone, everyone from three-year-old children avoiding broken legs in gardens um, up to the Arsene Wenger all say they must trim that squad. Mm. Last night, we were the breaking news that they're bidding 60 million euros for sporting Lisbon's um, Manuel Ugarte. Yeah. Their first move post the season <laughs> yeah. to trim the squad is to buy another player. Um, mm. uh, and of course, they brought in a new business manager, haven't they? Because clearly, uh, today I can't, I can't remember his name now. Forgive me. Um, he's a mate of Todd Bowley's. That's all yeah. you need to know. Um, so they must recognise that something has gone dramatically wrong there. Um, but you're right; they've got some brilliant footballers at that club and a really, really good manager. And I think uh, the perfect manager because mm. um, he's used to a chaotic club at at uh, Paris Saint Germain, and he's also. Um, good at bringing through the, the younger parts of the squad as he did at Tottenham and Southampton. I think he'd be no. great. For them. It's painful to say it from our point of view, but he's an incredibly good fit for them. So um, yeah, uh, we didn't win on. anything though, did he? With Spurs, he did, still no. didn't win anything. No, he, he did. He did. What win, has he, uh, what he, has did he won in his he career? Did with, what has like he won? What has he won? Well, he won, he won the title in, in yeah. France. Yeah. Or is that I not the right title? I could win the title in France. And here's my exact I could win the title in France. Yes, Danny. and if Spurs won the League Cup, you say, I was having the League Cup. You yeah, know, no, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. He didn't even manage to win that. Until we burn our Spurs shirts and wear Talky United shirts, you won't be happy. You're like everybody else. Well, he's... He's won he's, as many trophies in this country as I have. He's being Charlie Agbon Lahore today because he's man-catted a 14-year-old and he feels... Uh, he's now, and, and he's been outed, yeah. yeah, he's taken, has, yeah. It wasn't it's a different the... thing. Man-catting's a different no, thing. We, we, Paul and I know our cricket. It was a definite no, man-cad. Absolutely not. Ball was in play. It's actually worse than Ball a man-cad. Ball was in play. It's actually Ball was in worse play. than a man-cad. You accidentally palm a ball onto the stumps and then shout owls that as well, a reflex in, action. Stand in your crease. Stand in your crease. So you computed all of that Will he ever do second. it ever again? Well, yeah, well probably give up cricket, won't he? Probably yeah. still, he's still, probably, still crying. Probably still in tears. <laughs> probably still in tears. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, uh, well, look, a, a great job by Lot Bottega, and I'm sure they were thinking onwards and upwards, but uh, the, the noise coming out of the club at the moment is that uh, he's not particularly happy about uh, what's on offer for next season, and uh, it, it could be a short-lived stay, which would be a massive blow for them, and it could be a long old season for them uh, unless they they can keep him on board. Um, he's done fantastic. Uh, that's obvious, and uh, you know, he and Unai Emery are the lessons there. If you want good management, you have to get good managers. Um, it's simple as that. Um, but even so. Given what they were, you know, they, I think they were, were they bottom, or yeah. second bottom when he took over. Mm. Um, when you look at Wolves' squad, it's all over the place. Um, and a club that has Diego Costa down as their likely goal scorer 
is it needs to sort itself out. They've got some very, very good footballers, many of whom would be the envy of other clubs. Um, I don't <clears> think they're in the strongest position, Wolves, with or without Lopetegui, and they need to take a deep breath and and make some very, very big decisions about who they want to stay there and, and how they want to play as well. Yeah. Um, West Ham, it's all about that that um, Conference League yeah. final from their point of view. League-wise, I suppose, if, as they look ahead, they finished 14th in the end and they were in a bit of trouble at one point, were pretty safe ultimately. Um, I suppose it's what happens with the Rice money, Danny. That'll be part of the pot and how they rebuild after him. He's a very key player. It's how wisely they spend it and whether they let David Moyes spend it. This is the problem. Um, let us call this the Gareth mm. Bale problem, if you like. Mm. Um you can spend the money, and in, in our minds, we all think, well, with that money, we can buy four decent players. But some players are irreplaceable in teams, and I suspect that Mr. Rice is irreplaceable in that team. And they'll have to, they'll, they'll, you know, where are you going to get a player like him, even if you had a, a load of money? They're going to have to find some other way of playing now, because they've been playing around Declan Rice for three years now. Um, and this is the problem for all, all clubs. When you sell your better players, it's all very nice. The money warms your hands for a few weeks and then you think, whoa, hang on, we've got a big hole in this team mm. and I worry about them. But they've got <clears> loads <throat> of talented players that should never have been um, in relegation trouble. Hello, Leicester. So on to um, Bournemouth and uh, another again, another great performance by a manager in Gary O'Neill turning things around after Scott Parker went. Um, and is it yeah, where they go from here? Uh, there is money at the club. They are, they are well backed. It's how much the owner wants to spend. But he should be pretty buoyed by, by uh, the job that uh, Gary O'Neill did. So look, there is potential there for them to consolidate and establish themselves. Yeah, well, why not? But uh, it's been a very funny um, Premier League this year. Um, when we get down to the bottom clubs, I'll explain what I mean. But the fact that no championship, uh, none of the three promoted teams went down um, has sent an absolute... It's, it's a tidal wave yeah. through the Premier League. You've lost big clubs mm. because they normally rely on two of the least of the championship um, upcomers to, to, to be useless. And they haven't been. And um, Bournemouth... It's going, to, it's going to be the same again next year. There'll be everybody from probably, I'm going to be brave and say Spurs down, not including Spurs, will be, until you get to those, these days it's 35 points, isn't it? The 40 points barrier is, a, is an illusion left over in the past. You need about 35 points. Less than a point a game. It's, it's not that difficult. Mm. Um, but there's going to be, a, and Bournemouth will be, will be another one who uh, will be looking over their shoulder until they get to those points next season. And but a very, brilliant this year. a very, and very tough championship next season. A very, so, Look at those teams that have gone down. Huge, huge teams yeah. in the championship. And the ones have come up as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Wednesday coming up. Week. Yeah, yeah Wednesday, yeah. Um, Forrest and uh, Steve Cooper probably won't have to deal with the signing of 30 players this time around. He's got players, you know, he can. he's worked with these players for a year now. He's a good young coach. It'll be interesting to see... What happens? I mean, I, I imagine they'll be interested in Gibbs, White, one or two others. They'll probably keep him for another season. But um, it's going to be interesting to see how they fare next season, Danny. Yeah, I mean, they, they've, they've done something that we didn't think was possible, and that is to integrate almost, almost over the two transfer windows the infamous 30 players that you think clubs have got to have, <laughs> um, <laughs> the exact number, um, I did, this didn't look like it was possible to me. I mean, brilliant season that Gibbs White had, and they got the goals from Anu Adewi at the, at the right moments towards the end of the season. Um, but again, 
is trying to say that teams might struggle next year is churlish. We need to congratulate them. And the same with Bournemouth. We need to yeah. congratulate them what they've done. This yeah. is a horrendous right. league. Yeah. And to stay up, brilliant. Well, Everton managed to stay up on the uh, on the last day of the season. And uh, I've got mates who are Evertonians and I just was messaging them afterwards saying the board can't put you through. They cannot put you through this Again, and they all sort of said, including Sam Avery, he said, "Yeah, they probably will." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the expert, the gallows human, the Evertonians is that they they, they don't want this to happen again, but they wouldn't be at all surprised until if it did. until Tony Bellew um, uh, confronts the Everton management <laughs> personally. This is going to keep happening, isn't it? Yeah. I believe if Tony was the emissary, then things would change. Um, uh, look, they, they said all this. They had all this language, not from the Everton fans. God bless them. But from the Everton board about we this must never happen again. Mm. Progress off to the new pro stadium. We had all this last year. Yeah. Um. And they they haven't improved that team. They have kept their fingers crossed that Dominic Calvert Lewin would stay fit and that would see them into mid table. He hasn't done. God bless know. him. Hate hate see players injured. Um. But they. I, I, don't, I mean, I don't understand the problem at Everton. Really, it's not a shortage of money. It's not a shortage of passion from their fans. That's for sure. Um, so I'm, I begin to come around to the conclusion that it is just that the maybe maybe this is what happens when you have these huge stadium projects. Inevitably, the administrators' minds are on something else. But that can't be that happen again. You're right. The three that went, um, we're out of time. Really, we, they, oh. they don't want to. They ask me if you're a fan of any of these clubs. Yeah, we've run out of time. But quite simple. Uh, you expect Leicester to be back in the Premier League next season, Danny? Not necessarily. Okay. The, what? the best, the best team, the best squads go down since that West Ham squad, but it will be dismantled. Yeah, that's the problem. Leeds, you expect to see them back the season after next? Their fans' energy is very important. They're a mess at the moment. I think they've got to learn to defend their goal again. And Southampton, rock bottom, of course. It's tough for them, I think. Yeah, I, I, I'm going. I'm going. Chaz here, despite his miserable record of man-cutting teenagers, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm agreeing with him. I think Leicester come straight back up because I think Vardy will want to hang around and he'll want to fire him back and he'll want one last hurrah, one last big championship season. Russell Martin knows the league, doesn't he? So and they play yep. some. He plays some nice football, so they have some nice football to watch Southampton. So you never know. You never I'm, know, I'm back in there. I'm back in them to bounce okay, back. Okay, there we are. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Danny was telling us a story earlier on of um, going into and saying, "Mum, this has happened," um, and uh, we've had a few of those good yeah, ones. A few good, good ones coming in. This is this is a good one from on on uh, on Twitter from PJ. Mm. Uh, my parents bought a new tent. Oh yeah, and my brother and I begged them to let me let us sleep the night out in it. Reluctantly, they said okay. In the morning, my brother called out to them and said, "Mum, Patrick's been sick," and they said in unison, "Inside the tent or outside?" Oh. And my brother replied, "Some in, some out." <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's better to be uh, inside the tent being sick out than it yeah. is to be outside the tent <laughs> exactly, being, yeah. being sick in. You get the exactly. idea with that. Um, we had a few other ones. Uh, where, where are the other ones? Yes. Uh, Alex from North Wales. This is a childhood memory. I'm okay. I think the listeners will be aware of this. I once went camping with my dad and sister. A young lad was playing cricket nearby and asked if I wanted to join in. Oh, I was a bit younger, but they didn't stop me from running a hundred runs <laughs> when the ball got stuck under his dad's car and he couldn't reach it. Remember, you used to do, you'd Raising go over the your back. Park. Yeah. You go over the line and you'd hit a ball over a fence. 
but then you just keep running. Keep running. And they go, stop running, stop <laughs> no, running. Allowed, I'm and allowed. you just kept running. You kept running because it, well, it wasn't four. You should bring that in. Proudest moment of my below you know, average get, cricketing they have, to, career. they have to go out and get it in the stand. They hit it in the stands now, don't they? The players have to get it and you can keep running. That'd be good for the 100, Paul. You think it would well, be, be an innovation? That would be it? a great rule that the yeah. players have to get the ball wherever it is. But I'm sure if it's gone over this, yeah. it's, it's not no sixes and get it. four. You no just six, keep running. You've got to keep running until you get the ball back. Sounds like a nice idea. It's a great Charlie, rule. Yes. It's a great rule. There we are. Uh, so, uh, so we were asking as well. Mm. So at the weekend, I accidentally got mm. a 14-year-old out and I didn't mean to. Pull yeah, playing cricket. cricket. Playing the cricket. Yeah, man-catted a 14-year-old. I didn't man-cat After a fashion. At all. It wasn't After a man-catted. After a fashion. It's, uh, it's, it's a baker. It's now known as a baker. <laughs> it's where you try and catch the ball to parry it. You basically parry it onto the stumps, yeah. then shout owls out as yeah. a reflex action, then realise the other the, the batsman at the other end is out of his ground and you've somehow got a wicket out well, of it. it's all right. But why? I just I can't imagine the... You know, in trying to do that, I wouldn't immediately shout owls out. No pictures in the scorebook, Paul, though. No, I suppose not. You know, it I just goes not. down, wicket, run out, baker. Yeah. So when I was a kid, this is from uh, Anonymous, I think. Is it from Anonymous? Let's have a look. No, I can't get it to move, so I don't know. When I was a kid, my dad took me to the local nets to practice. And I was batting <coughs> nicely and protecting the stumps till my old man launched a perfect bowl that came sailing down, cracked me right on the kneecap. I fell to the floor, rolling around in agony, while my dad was holding his hands in the air, screaming, LB, LB! <laughs> <laughs> like he was in a test match, yeah. waiting for someone to celebrate <clears throat> with him. Well, mm. I was rolling around in pain with a swollen knee, and I couldn't walk for days. It's anyway. a bit like Simon Day's competitive dad, isn't it, really? Yeah, I like you're it. Getting a few in that envelope, so I like it very much, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the, the weekend, uh, you know... I should my... just give the details. You want to get in touch on those. Yes. The one you, have to, you have to go back into the house and say... Mum, <laughs> I've just done this. And, you know, we've had some fairly horrendous ones. Kicked off by our own uh, Danny Kelly, of course. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089. Tweet to TS to get in touch this afternoon. 03717 if you want to tell us your tale in person. Uh, the... Uh... The uh, worst day of my life I've told you about a few times, Paul, which is mm. um, when uh, Talk United didn't beat Hartlepool in the final. The, the worst day of your life? Well, well, one of them up there. Yeah. Up there in my sporting life, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And the referee that day <clears throat> disallowed two <clears throat> perfectly good goals for his own for his own reasons, Paul, which we yeah. will never know because we're not allowed to know. The referee that day was Simon Mather. Simon Mather was the referee that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since become a sort of phrase in, in my vocab of when I'm pretty... Cross. He's had a mother. He's had a mother. Anyway, Simon Mother was the fourth official mm. um, on Saturday for the Stockport Carlisle game, and uh, taking uh, on the on the pitch that day were players who, from Talking United who who played for Stockport well, now. So yeah. Connor Lemonhay Evans and Joe Lewis playing for Stockport on Saturday, and Simon Mather was the fourth official. Paul, they gave him a bit. I'd imagine he's following us around. I'd this bloke, unlike you, they've let it go. No, let it go. no way, no go. way have they let it go. They've let it go long ago. Simon Mather, how's he got that job, Paul? Yeah. Another the playoff final. He's made an absolute rick <clears throat> in a playoff. He's shown he can't handle the pressure. He's shown he can't do it. Well, I'm sure he... Failing upwards, Simon Mather. He should have Mather. the right to come Michael, on and defend My himself. autobiography, Failing Upwards, <laughs> by Simon Mather. <laughs> the big news for me today is uh, the comments from Sean Dyche, who, oh, yeah. oh, nice. who told us after the game at the weekend at Goodison, I don't have magic dust. 
Oh. Well, I was hoping he did and, and believed he did. Sean Dyche's Magic Dust. Yeah, I can see Sounds that. like a beautiful kid story, doesn't <laughs> I don't, it? I don't, uh, and how would he say it, Paul? How would he say I don't have Magic Dust? I can only, all I can say as Sean Dyche <laughs> is, it's your job, by the way. I can't say anything I don't else. have Magic Dust, by the way. No, it, it starts to sound like Butch from the Sooty <laughs> Show. Hello, Sue. It doesn't really work, does it? I don't have Magic Dust. He says. So there we, uh, are. there we are. So if you're an Everton fan thinking, we'll be all right. Well, he Sean's did his job, magic, didn't he? Has he, he got the job, Paul, or is he, is he, is he, waiting, on a, is he waiting on a contract? I would imagine, yeah. I don't think he's got an extended contract. They'll keep him on, I would I, I think would they should. So. Yeah, I think, I think they probably will. Seemed to get the club, didn't he? Get the players, get the fans. Yeah. Um, did a good job. Well, the Evertonians can tell us by that. He looked even more like a bouncer on, on uh, Sunday, didn't he? He had a white shirt on, black tie, black armband, yeah. you know, black trousers. He really, really looked more like he wasn't going to let you in in trainers. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to you want a, a witless poll today? It's always a good to have yeah. a witless poll. Day, yeah. um, kebab fans are oh. the biggest love rats. Oh. 43% admitted uh, to a fling in a dating site. I would imagine all that garlic sauce, chilli sauce. You think? Would, would would be a deterrent. They're really. all hammered, Paul. They, they probably are. They have no inhibitions. They're all hammered. They don't, they, they don't mm. know that they're cheating. It is. Charlie, I mean, I, I, this may come as a shock. It is possible to eat a kebab without being drunk. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, you can go yeah. in stone-cold sober. Yeah, yeah. I've eaten a kebab sober. What a sort of business are one. they doing between 7 and 7.30 at night compared with uh, 11.30 like and midnight? I'd like yeah. to see the figures. Let's get, yeah, that's it. We let's need to the, see the figures. It's from the National Association of uh, I've, Kebab I've, I've been influenced, Paul. I don't know if, you, if you've ever been influenced. In a, in a, you know, influencers will try and oh, yeah, sell yeah, you yeah. something. Yeah. In a strange, You're you know, very easily influenced. <laughs> you think? Though, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you know uh, this. We nearly bought a car, sports car I in did. Ireland, uh, an X Fiat X One Nine. Yeah, yeah, nearly bought that. You know um, this program I like, Port Protect, about Port Protection in Alaska. Thirty six people live there. They have to go and shoot everything they want to eat or catch it or you know. Yeah. You know, so uh, it's called uh, Lawless Island. It's called on Disney. I really mm. like it. They all wear this same brand of welly. Right. And I thought that must <clears> be. They got. <throat> they're in the middle of Alaska. They're reliant on their wellies. Yeah. They, 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 they're like these brown wellies with white sole. I thought I quite like them, you know. Mm. They, they don't look posh. They look like they do a job. Yeah, really good. I found them. Found them online. They're right. 120 quid. Paul. Wow, for a, for a, a wellie. Wellies. For a wellie. You're going to still for, interested. You're still going for it. Although well, I don't know when I'd wear them. If I'm honest, I don't really wear wellies anymore. Well, for work. Could bring you them do, in. You can get that last of the summer wine vibe going on. <laughs> that yeah, real, but, that real compo look. I like. Yeah, you yeah, want yeah. that, Charlie Baker. You know Charlie. Ba no, I know the name. You've seen Charlie Baker. <laughs> where's Wellies? Could yeah, become my where's, thing. Where's Wellies? It's a good idea. Where's 120 quid Wellies on stage? No, Jimmy Cricket's beating you too. No, he's isn't he? beating me Left too. Left and right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody's warm words. They're called extra tough. I think with an X. Yeah, okay. extra tough, not EX. X T R A tough Wellies. So you've tracked them down, Charlie. Tracked them down. You can get them in a three quarter length or a or a knee length. Oh. Well, that could be your thing. in three quarters. Most people who've worn wellies comedically, combo, Jimmy yeah. Cricket, have worn the full, full wellie. Length, yeah, I think yeah. a short wellie. Maybe that's your... They say, oh, yeah, other people have done that, but not a short wellie. That's Charlie Baker, he called Hey, hey, he are you wearing short wellies? It's kind of a Chelsea boot wellie. Um, can I, if you fancy taking in a game of football tonight and supporting a very good uh, call, oh yes, okay. um, and marking the passing of a, a friend of this show, uh, it's, um, I think it's the second playing of the Paul Jiggins Memorial Cup. Oh, lovely. Uh, this evening, your old mate Jigo, who's a regular guest on the show, son, uh, football journalist. Um, Millwall fans get together there every year 
and uh, play a game of football uh, in his memory. He was much loved at the club and the press room uh, at uh, at the den. He's named in his honour. All they ask, you want to go along? I think it's... Um, uh, from 5.30 for a 6.30 start. I think, you know, there's places here we can get time to eat and have a drink oh, and nice. stuff and in, and enjoy the game. All they ask is no admission fee, but um, could you bring some donations for the Lions Food Hub? Okay. Ideal supplies, Phil Clark, one of the organisers said, will be tinned items or pasta. Oh, like a, a, fo- a food bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or sure. toiletries, uh, shower gel, shampoo, etc. Uh, laundry powders, gels, that sort of thing. Or you can make a cash donation. They're raising money for the Lions uh, Food Hub. And, uh, yeah, in memory of our old mate Jigo, go and see some uh, Millwall fans running out on the pitch and enjoying themselves yeah, lovely. in the, in the Jigo nice. Cup tonight. So, as we said, 5.34, start. Yeah, apparently, uh, Sean Dyche signed a two-and-a-half-year contract in January. Oh, he That's did? That's what I've been told. Oh, good. Jacob, That's the Brentford right. fan, thank you. I wasn't sure of that. I wasn't sure whether they'd given, they gave him a long contract. So that probably helped, didn't it? I don't know. He would know. have thought so if he knows he's going to be there, yeah, yeah. The four-game contract didn't really do it for Sam, did they it? are, Paul. There's your wellies. Look at those wellies, look. It's well, yeah. beautiful. I mean, uh, yeah, they they're in copper and cream. There, yeah, that that was a great series. Two <laughs> thirty on BBC Two. It was brilliant. I used to love that. That's it. Don't like them, mate. Hundred and fifty dollars, oh, though, yeah, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah, definitely going to have to wear them for. I have a crowdfunder. Okay. Yeah. Good luck. People with that. seem to do that for have any a, old reason. Have a crowdfunder. Buy Charlie a, a pair of wellies. Yeah, we're all going to. I'm going to America. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing a crowdfunder. What's it for? Just, just. Just go in. Just yeah, yeah. Dang, yeah. gonna have money. Come on, mate. Put it up there, Charlie. See what you get for a pair of wellies. Good luck with that. It's uh, of all the great causes out there, that isn't one of them. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We did ask you uh, a couple of things this afternoon, uh, didn't we? About uh, Charlie effectively mancadded. I did a not mancad. I did not mancad anybody. Just before <laughs> we carry on with that level of conversation. It wasn't a man-cutting book. They, I wasn't running into bowl and then bit doctor's him out. use. I did not man-cut that boy at all. I did not do it with a ball. I mean, just <laughs> it got a bit like that. Yeah, um, no, you did, not. Charlie. You basically, yeah, you man-cutted a fourteen-year-old. Adrian in Mansfield yeah. uh, has been on. I played in a football tournament a few years ago. And one of our opponents was short of players, so I asked a young lad, probably around thirteen, to yeah. play for them. The game finished two all, so went to penalties, and the young lad stepped up to take his. I said to our keeper, "Do not." Let this in. <laughs> he took the penalty, saved it, and they were out. The lad was distraught. Probably shouldn't have cheered when he missed, but was lost in the moment. You get caught up in it, Paul. You can't help it. Uh, Danny Kelly told us a story earlier on of uh, those things where you have to go in and say, Mum, uh, I or we have done <laughs> yeah. that. The, the Kelly clan were playing football in the garden with yeah. Danny's 18-month-old it, cousin. quite hard, And it? the ball was being fired from cousin to cousin. It struck the 18-month-year-old. They had to go in and say, Mum, we've broken the baby's leg. It's a Ooh. terrible story. They laugh about it now. It's yeah. a family tale. He's more or less a golf pro. Everybody's He's right. absolutely yeah, He's fine. a brilliant golfer. He's had no lasting effects. But that's hell of a think you go in and say mum guess what we've done yeah, uh, this is not bad from Neil in Barry I had to tell my mum I'd crash the car through the neighbour's garden wall I was four. Oh, nice <laughs> it's got behind the, the wheel yeah let the, hand, let the old hand break off. off yeah I wonder what would happen as kids you think what would happen if, <laughs> yeah. on this hill if, if I, I just press took, that button what if I just took that off <laughs> just try and lift that up the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast but what a weekend of uh, playoffs I was watching uh, the game yesterday between Sheffield Wednesday and Barnsley yeah getting ready for pens I yeah. think we're all getting ready for pens we all wanted pens as a uh, uh, 
uh, sort of to celebrate having to sit through the whole game, you know. As, <laughs> <laughs> look, it, a, a little reward for sitting through it was, the, the match. Uh, for the neutral, it wasn't about the performance. I mean, really, it was about the result for the two teams. So anyway, there we are. We're girding ourselves for pens. Everybody's doing the same thing. And then this happened. Uh, cue Jim Proudfoot. Gregory has it for Wednesday. He's clipped it inside the box. And Wednesday win it with a diving header from Josh Windus. Sheffield Wednesday back in the championship, breaking Barnsley hearts in the last seconds of extra time. Wow. Yeah, it was Jim's commentary on TalkSport. Yes, it was no coming back no. from that. Uh, understandably, the ca- after the cameras had uh, dealt with the celebrations after the final whistle, they did find Josh's dad <laughs> found him in the crowd, yeah. understandably. Wearing hull orange, I noticed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because he'd done exactly the same thing back in 2008 for Hull. He joins us now, Dean Windass. Hi, Dean. Hey, Dean. How are you doing? Right? Yeah, yeah wow. Well, 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 look, congratulations to... I mean, what a day. I mean, I, I saw the little bit you put out on social media earlier on saying you've been finding it difficult every time you think about it not to cry. Listen, I cry at Emmerdale. I'm, I'm, I'm really poor. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, at least, you know, and I, when I do my mental health videos is you get out of bed, you make your bed, you put your pillows on top and, and I'm sure that the... Uh, was, 50,000 Chef Wendy fans will never get out of bed this morning. So, listen, uh, <laughs> no, so, so, so proud, so proud, so emotional to be fair. And for me and his mum, you know, obviously, me, you know, I'm not with his mum anymore, but we was at Wembley together and, you know, as a family and with his brother and that. And it was just, listen, it was, it wasn't the greatest game, like Josh said. And and, and even in, in in my game 15 years ago, it was a, wasn't a great game because there's that much at stake, there's not yeah. much quality. Sure, Josh was the probably the worst player on the pitch, <laughs> which I told him this morning. But listen, it's about the result. It's about the result, and you know, for him to and I told him in the, I told him during the week, and was I, I picked my tickets up in the morning, and I said him and Barry Bannon was in the same room together, and I said you'll score the winner today. And, but like, like I just listened to your, your thing before is that I actually thought I was going to go to penalties. Mm. I did have that. You know, and it's Josh is going down with cramp. Barry Bannon's going down with cramp. You know, so listen, you know, for him to score the goal, and as you say, he was twelve year old, uh, eighteen year old when 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 I scored, and he was in the in the same stadium, and it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Had you had you talked to him about the pressures of a playoff final? You'd been there. Did you ever sort of talk about uh, you know what it's like to try and sort of prepare him for it? Yeah, listen, I think that what you do is not as a as an ex-footballer, as a, as a dad, mm. is that the experience that we did, you know, what, what what we had was, and Phil Brown used to say to us, you know, listen, I was 39-year-old when, when, when I went to Wembley, he's 29-year-old, 20, and, and all I said to him is just that, listen, I don't think, that, I, don't, I don't get nervous, I never got nervous when I played but I get nervous when I watch Josh because I can't affect it. I can't mm. do anything. Jordan, my youngest boys are old them, so he's like, you know, I'm very proud because my two boys are footballers. But I think the one thing about it is that you can't affect it when you're watching. Yeah. I don't want him to get injured because there's a lot of injuries. He snapped his hamstring, he's done his foot. He's been out for seven weeks. And then, and all I said to him is play the game, not the occasion. Yeah. Because that's what Phil Brown said to us. Is if you get wrapped in the emotions of the day and the occasion, and he said, Dad, I'm not nervous. 
Well, they must have been because she was bloody rubbish on the game. Because <laughs> they've, yeah. they've had a brilliant season, haven't they, Dean? Really, 96 points. You know, any, any other season probably would have got, have got you promoted. So to have that long, a good a season and then not get automatic and have to, I mean, and to get through the playoffs the way they did, I mean, sensational, really. Yeah, listen, I think when you get 96 points, as you say, you just said there, you get automatic promotion. But obviously, Plymouth and Ipswich, had, you know, Josh got injured seven seven weeks, seven weeks he was out. And, and I'm not saying that because I'm his dad, but, you know, they did miss him Missed in them him, seven yeah. weeks. Um, and even Big Morrow said, ex-teammate of mine, who was, who was Josh's manager, you know, he's missed him. Um yeah, it's just listen. My phone's not stopped all day, and I, and, you know, I'm, you know, I, I, I ain't stopped crying. Seriously, it's just like because he's because because he's listen. We all know as parents, if you're a parent yourself, is that it's. He, I know he's 29 years old, but he's still my little boy, you know. Yeah. yeah. And it was like I didn't know that the cameras were coming on me on Sky, and people were saying, "Bloody hell, Dean, cheer up!" So I'm going, "What are you on about?" I don't know. I'm just watching a game of football, and then. <laughs> When the Sky camera said, we come down and do an interview? But listen, it's all about Josh. I've had my day. I've, 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 you know, and I'm, as you say, I'm the proudest man in the whole today. I'm the- actually having a coffee. I'm actually having a coffee and Josh will probably be thinking I'm, as he said on the pitch, five Jager bombs down. But uh, <laughs> I don't drink Jager bombs, but if you can get, if you can get me five pints, I'll drink them. <laughs> Are you going to go? Nah. They've got the they've got the open top bus ride this evening. Are you going along? No, 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 no. no. I, it's one of them, no. It's, it's all about him. It's yeah. all about it now. And so now I'll step aside now and, you know, he'll go on holiday. He's getting married next year in America to Danielle. And, you know, so we'll, we'll, I'll be going over across America, you know, to celebrate his wedding and that. And I'm just so pleased for the club, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Football. John Sheridan ran me this morning saying congratulations. And, you know, Chef Wednesday legend mm. and a good friend. Listen, they're a massive football club and they're, they're well, you know, well supported. And so I'm pleased for, as you said, my ex teammate, Big Moro, he's, you know, he's, he's found it tough towards the end of the season because of the results. And is he going to get sacked? Is he going to keep him on? And this, that, and that. But listen, he's been very, very successful as yeah, a manager. 20, 20, 21, 22 games undefeated or whatever it was. Um, but now I'm so pleased for everybody. And as you say, as a, as a dad, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Top parenting, well done. I mean, yeah. it's, it's so hard to be a dad in, or a mum in any sort of level of sport, isn't it? So, yeah, to watch them succeed, like, you have especially been, when you've when you've played, great it. job. Yeah. yeah, listen, listen, it's it's listen, it's, listen, it's tough, isn't it? You know, when you, yeah. when you, when you, and I, I'm not gonna sort of when your parents get divorced. My parents got divorced when I was when I was a young boy, and it's tough. And for me and his mum to be there and his brother and that, and he could see us, you know, like crying together, you know, it's so special. That's why I get emotional. Yeah, you know I mean? understandably. Understandable. I suppose in the next round, we'll get round the table for Sunday dinner, Dean. It's going to be... Medals yeah, on the what, table, Well, no, what was the best goal? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yes. volley from the edge of the box. Oh, or a diving header. Or a diving yeah, header. I don't know, you know. So we'll have to mark them out. I don't know what. <laughs> but I think, I, think, I think the one thing about it was, to be fair to him, for the first time in his life, he has been honest. Because my goal was better, but uh, <laughs> bit of shin on yours, I thought, Dean. You just, know, I've just, just seen it, a little just bit of shin on it bit there. Of shin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said to his, I said to his mum, because I was in the Bobby Moore suite, and uh, I said to his mum, I said, I can't believe he edited it because he, he loves his hair. 
is that good looking? <laughs> and I was ugly, so I, I could I could edit. But nah, listen, I spoke to Mark Crosby this morning, big knob, and uh, I said you'd have saved it, wouldn't you? You'd have saved it. <laughs> yeah. Listen, like you like you said there, lads, is we all expected, you know, as a as a neutral, you wanted penalties. You know, we watched the penalties yesterday with Stockport and Carlisle. Watched the 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 the, the, the low the commentary penalties, and I said to my friend, um, "He's going to go the penalties this, and then he's gone. He's going down with cramp, and he's teetotal. By the way, I'm thinking, why are you going down with cramp when you're teetotal? It's it's just like when you, when you've had a full pants and that you go down with cramp. But um, but no, listen to to to. Listen, Gregory's pulled it back and he's edited it. And yeah, listen, right. It'll be down, down in the folklore as well. Like you know, man, fifteen years ago, but twenty fourth of May, fifteen years ago, that my little boy was watching me score a goal, and now as a fifty year old old man watching my little boy score was yeah. something special. But anyway, yeah. lovely to talk to Dean there. Yeah, yeah. fantastic Proud moment, moment for him. Yeah, brilliant. It was a, it was a cracking header. Which do you think's the better goal, Paul? It's difficult, isn't it? I mean, that's the last one of the game in terms of drama. It's almost like top trumps. You've got yeah, the time like, of yes, the game. Yes. Things was just towards the end of the first half, wasn't yeah. it? If I seem to remember. It's, right but it's, I've just watched it again. It is so sweet. Off yeah, it's a foot. great oh, yeah, yeah. It's the notion I no. was making the shit. <laughs> if he was in the studio, I wouldn't have said the but shit. In terms thing. of the drama of it being no way yeah, back for no. the other team. Yeah, um, last minute. It is pretty special. Ooh, so. Smashing. But yeah, um, what I was going to say, yeah, and a word for for uh, for uh, Barnsley. You did so well to hang on with ten men for yeah. such a long time. Yeah, and probably should have had a penalty. I think I think it looked a penalty yeah, all day today. It did, yeah, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. with VAR there as well, and they I still know. didn't go I back know. and look at it. I mean, you've seen so many of those given in the Premier League where someone makes contact like that. I think I just, think it was it, a pen. But um, yeah, and Michael Duff's a good man, and uh, we say he used to join us at Cheltenham now and again. So I've, well, I've, there's a lot of talk of him. You know, upset, moving on, move, moving on to another. You know, yeah. not, not staying at Barnsley and moving into the championship. But anyway, well done, you know, yeah, so. well done to Wednesday. Fantastic yes. story, and uh, yes, um, uh, well done to our top team. Brought you all the playoffs. That fantastic coverage. Oh yeah, it was a great weekend. Of all the playoffs, yeah. Adrian weekend. Durham and his element. He was absolutely. Yeah, you know, I mean, it could have been me. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was Magic. this afternoon's show. We, uh, I'll, I'll be back uh, with Andy tomorrow. You'll be back on Thursday for the birthday spread. Yeah, Andy I'll be, will be I'll, here. I'll, I'll be on, on the phone for the spread Paul yeah and then I'll be here Friday remotely well, so, yeah. which will allow you to look at all the papers exactly cheat, I can it? do that now you actually. Well, I could probably Brilliant. do that in the next couple of days actually Brilliant. Yes. Okay, so thank I'll, you for the uh, I'll leave that with you thank you for the uh, so, advice so I hope you enjoyed myself and Andy tomorrow from one if not podcast is available around four thanks for listening you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.